Welcome to our Spirit of Wellness podcast with me, Tanya Mather. This podcast is about sharing how wellness is interconnected with something much greater than ourselves. Holistic wellness comes from connecting mind, body, and spirit. I hope that everything we share provides you with some inspiration for transformation. We aim to bring you some powerful stories that we hope will initiate you on your own spiritual wellness journey. So welcome to ours. Our producer and sidekick today is Rob Humphreys. He's at the heart of this creation. And without him, none of this would be possible. So we're delighted to welcome our guest for today, Carolina. She provides a provocative and evolved view on human transformation with light and humor. Today, we'll be talking about some transformational stuff, spirituality, celibacy, horizontal vaginas, among many other juicy things. We hope you enjoy this podcast. Without further ado, let's get started. Today, I have a wonderful guest. Her name is Carolina. Carolina, can you just say your full name? Carolina Rodriguez Barros Lopez. Oh, that just rolls off your tongue. It's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can you say that again? Carolina Rodriguez Barros Lopez. Beautiful. And you're from Argentina, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay, from Buenos beautiful. Aires. All right. So the first question I want to ask you is that you consider yourself a soul alchemist. Okay. Can you describe and explain a little bit what is that? Well, the first thing I feel sharing is it doesn't really matter <laughs> how I call myself. Okay. You know, because I think each one of us is beyond any title or subtitle <laughs> we want to put ourselves in. But a soul alchemist, just to share a little bit what is behind it, is um, I think it's what can name with a language that us humans understand each other. <laughs> the essence of my mission here on Earth, <laughs> after being or studying design, industrial design, uh, drawing, dance in Buenos Aires. And then when I transform myself into therapist and coach, and, and I studied many therapeutical techniques and methods, and then I walk the Mayan path with the Mayan elders in Guatemala. Beautiful. I mean, one day I was sitting with myself because I needed to write my bio for my website. And, yes. you know, people will, I mean, so we still ask each other, oh, what do you do? And it's like, nothing really. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's like, nothing. I don't know what I do. But one day I was sitting with myself. So like, what is the essence? Yeah. You know, what is, but not the essence of what I do, but how do I feel about myself really? And what I, I bring into this life or into the path that people come across with me. And what I, I receive is, you know, transformation. My essence is transformation. If we want to be more earth-based, I am born under the sign of Scorpio, which is, okay. you know, death and rebirth. Uh -huh. And my life has been about that, really. And I think that's something like I, I master for myself and I keep training myself into this, not because I study something specific, but because I, I walk the path of my own transformation, just coming back to my essence, my essence, my essence, you know, it's just, 
going within myself and soul alchemist is is what I can share with those who want to transform themselves. Because also we need to be very careful of thinking, you know, that someone can transform me or some method can transform me or some spiritual teacher or a power place on the planet can transform me. It's not like that. You know, each one of us has the power to transform ourselves. And think as a soul alchemist, I try, I mean, or I, I, I think I, I, that's what I want to transmit, you know, that people can gain back that power that, you know, recognize that they have that ability. And so I blend everything that I have, not everything, but <laughs> what I have um, done, experience, you know, is, is an integration of many methods, many walks of life that I have walked, you know, I think that are, are, are within that concept of soul alchemist, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, and, and I transmit it as a as an experience, you know. So you, you have to, to experience your power of transformation. You cannot study your power of transformation. <laughs> it has to happen through experience, right? See, absolutely. And through emotions. See, well, because on the planet on planet Earth we you know, we come here to experience our emotional body, but also to transcend our emotional body. So, you know, we develop our feeling, not only the emotional part of it, you know, the emotional, I mean, to go through the emotional body is, is, is key, is key sometimes for our transformation. Pretty, sometimes pretty painful, isn't it? It's painful for the, for the ego, you know, for the personality, <laughs> you know, that is like, and also because, no, but we need to understand it's, it's not because we are bad or not good enough that I cannot you know, go through emotions, but we need to understand that as human beings, we have been programmed and induced to believe, you know, that our mind is superior to all, all the realms and beings that live with us in Gaia, you know, mm -hmm. that humans, our mind is superior to everything, and even to our emotional and physical body, not even speak about the energetic body yet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we have been programmed and trained to believe that, you know, that is the mind, you know, that is superior and it can solve everything. But really to come back to our essence, what I'm, you know, as an alchemist, we need to go down from the mind to the emotional, to the physical. So we open up to our capacity to feel. And that is how we are reborn through how do I feel? How do I feel? So... If we've been programmed in our heads, and that's the organ in our body where this has happened, so when we go into that feeling, what part of our body does it reside? I experience as a whole body, if you may, <laughs> you know. Uh, we need to be open in our hearts, especially. You know, it's it really is our our rebirth is through our heart center. You know, and that's when the mind drops into our body. For those who don't know, alchemy is that process of sublimation. Is that a word in English? So if, if, if our emotional body is water, yeah, and you are a water specialist, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so if, if our emotional body is water, when we bring our presence 
to the water is like if we put water to boil. So we, we can, you know, when we drop ourselves into our emotions, we can be, you know, with that uncomfortable sensation of that we are boiling with emotions, whatever is good or bad, because essentially there is no good or bad. Mm. This is also a program, mm -hmm. you know, and, and something that we come here on earth to experience duality. But as we come to, you know, to more a center line or a center path and we we drop ourselves into that water element so it starts to boil and that is when we sublimate those emotions and we can access what is this emotion really about what is the information behind that emotion mm -hmm. see the process of alchemy is to get to the essence of that element see and the, the emotion is not what is important is what is the experience behind the emotion See? And so when we transcend, that, the transcend, but it's very grounded in my work and in my life I have experienced, mm. you know, we think that is like a woo-woo concept of a very spiritual thing to transcend. But there is <laughs> no transcendence without the physical body, the emotional body, and the mental body, mm -hmm. see, to go to a more subtle, more substance, more true version of ourselves as we read a lot about yeah it's like the true version of myself who i'm really am you are whatever that is beyond that you mentioned duality for the benefit of um me what's that <laughs> duality is that perception that there is two poles see that something is dual that is a negative and positive that is light and dark or light and shadow, yes, and day and night, see, that there are always two poles. But when we study metaphysics and we study the universal laws, we will study, well, we will find the law of complementary poles. So it's a seesaw. So you, ha you go from one side to the other, and there are many tones of gray, if you want, from one side to the other. Yeah, so there are many points where you can choose to stand and look at things from that perspective. Yeah. And all spiritual paths teaches us that the wiser path is the one in the middle. See the, the neutral point. And that is where we need to try to go. It's beautiful what you're saying, Carolina. There's a concept that I've been hanging on and practicing for a while now. And then I was wading in the water with a very good friend of mine and and she said oh yeah that's sacred neutrality because it's looking at the world without sort of saying there's the judgment so when we look at somebody it's like oh look she's fat she's thin she's ugly she's gorgeous she's beautiful all of those things are learnt canons and it depends and they will shift if we look at Goya's paintings of all those beautiful goddesses and they were all voluptuous and round and gorgeous and now we're supposed to be muscular and thin and skinny I think this is a beautiful segue. Can you bring in that how your anorexia affected your path and to get to, because we've all had something in our lives, you know, that, that has led us. So how does this fit into your path of discovery and where you are today? First, I want to say something about the neutrality that you mentioned, mm. because I think it's very important to reflect and to apply those concepts to ourselves first. I call it divine neutrality. Oh. But to be neutral, especially for, the, for if we are going to transform ourselves into the divine human that we are becoming, mm -hmm. 
being neutral with how we look to our own life, our own creation, because we are trained to look outside. And I don't care if you judge others, but, you know, or if you are neutral to others, but what if you are still judging yourself? You cannot transform it, whatever you judge. Because the first key for alchemy is acceptance. Exactly. But acceptance with joy, with really, truly understanding what is the teaching behind that experience. That's why I'm saying, you know, behind the emotion, what is it there? What's the root of that that you have written in your body vehicle, you know, yeah. as, you do, as I said, the, the library that is your body, right? Mm -hmm. So what's the, the, the first chapter that initiated this? in you, you know, and it's only for you, which one, each one of us are unique. So whatever we have written in our bodies, is really unique. That's why we need to descend to the depth of ourselves to find that essence. And in one of the periods where I, I needed to transform myself 360 degrees, <laughs> uh, when I moved from, from Malaysia to Switzerland, I just couldn't go back to corporate jobs although I work in a corporation for one year only. <laughs> but that was enough, enough to just like, holy Jesus, no, no way. <laughs> so anyway, I sat again, I sat with myself and I was like, what is it that I really learn in my life? You know, what is it about me? What is the, the red thread, you know, of my life? And one of the key chapters was when I was adolescent and um, I... Well, I found out that, you know, I was anorexic. Well, this is, I mean, it's very interesting because first how I found out, you know, I found out through my mother that my doctor told her what was going on, what was the, but the, the doctor the day before didn't tell me when I was sitting with her. So that was very weird, you know, that, that my mother came and very upset and then my father entered my room, I remember I mean, <laughs> how, how it was, the whole scene, you know, it's just like really upset of why are you doing this to us? I was like, doing what exactly? <laughs> you know, uh, not eating, of course, right? I, I just couldn't get around the, the fact that the doctor, you know, just told them instead of me straight away because I was 19 or 20 years old. So, you know, I was big enough to receive this news, <laughs> So we started three, I think, three sessions with a psychotherapist, which was a disaster because I was sitting with my two parents and myself, kind of like, I'm not going to speak, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, you know, I was looking at these two, I mean, the three with the, with the psychotherapist saying like, no way, I'm going to open my mouth. What do you want me to say, right? And so I said, I'm not going back to that psychotherapist. And... It took me a couple of weeks to really feel, drop myself inside again. You know, that's why I'm saying it's my own experience of how the alchemy really happens. You need to sit with yourself and practice being honest with mm. yourself, like really honest. Stop distractions. We live in a world that is full of distractions, especially now. Mm. It's just madness, totally madness. So I remember being there, I was like, you know, I really had to drop and recognize for myself that I was not happy with the life I was having. I was 
studying design. I was a very good student. I was giving classes in the university for drawing. I had 100 plus students in the university. I was a model as well. So there was a lot of context that I was from the outside, from what was expected out of me, you know, very successful and very smart. But I was dying slowly, you know, because anorexia is kind of a self-suicide, you know, if you stop eating. And that brought me to just feeling and recognizing for myself. It's like, I'm not happy. (laughs) It's like where I'm going with this, you know. And I remembered that my little sister had had problems with her weight when she was around six years old. And uh, she had a nutritionist who helped her. So I asked my mom the number, telephone number of that nutritionist, and I went to see her. And the first thing she told me was, no worries, Carolina, forget about anorexia. You are not anorexic. You are just 12 kilos under your weight. At that moment, I didn't realize, but now looking back, I was like, how the system works, you know, because we started this conversation telling, saying, it doesn't matter what is the label you put in. So being anorexic is something that we can, or I could identify myself with. And how many of us identify with our health problems, right? I am this, this, you know, I'm, I'm diagnosed with this. It's like, what does that, that that's to your, to your mind, to your identity? Mm-hmm. How do you walk your life, your relationship with this stigma? It almost gives you an excuse, doesn't it? <laughs> that you say, I'm anorexic, I'm bipolar, I'm yeah. whatever I am. And now I've got a label. I've got a label. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm, I have been abused, for example, because I work with, with women. No, It's like the abuse uh, or having cancer. or And there are many labels and that you can construct your identity, your personality, your behaviors. It's very dangerous. Mm. So now I realize it's like, wow, you know, that woman, that nutritionist telling me this the first time I could oh, relax into that. I say, okay, I'm fine. You know, I'm fine. It's about perception, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. But also perception, but it's also the experience in your body, in your cells. You know, it's, it's information that your cells are receiving and, you know, it's vibration, you know, it's like, like holy, no, it's, it's, I'm, I'm free from this, you know. And then I worked with her for two years, with her and with a therapist, a psychotherapist as well, with a group of women, which was very beautiful because we were all women of different ages, but all with food-related issues. And it was very healing to do this journey together, you know, because shame and guilt and fear are the first three very dense emotions that drop when you have to sit on the table and share the food that scares you the most with the whole group, you know, and you realize that you don't need to finish your cookie, you know, it's fine. You, it's fine. You don't need to vomit right away. You know, it's fine. Nothing is going to happen. Right. And that was for two years. And it was a beautiful journey because I learned, you know, how much the relationship with other mother is so important, you know, how we can, if we are going to do the work of being honest with how I feel in my body, that is the mother role 
to make us feel safe in the first, well, nine months of existence, <laughs> right, in the womb, but also the seven e first years of our lives to feel safe with our feelings and look at what happens to us human beings. Don't cry, it's fine. Or mm. I put you a distraction, you know, the baby is mm. crying. I give yeah. her a distraction, a toy, a carrot or a thing, whatever. So you abort the, the expression of this baby or this child. And especially for men, boys what? don't cry. That's terrible. The castration of the masculine feeling, it's, it's, it's something that we need to really look at as women. There was an incredible moment, if I'm allowed to talk about football for a moment. There was an incredible <laughs> moment at the 1990 World Cup yeah. when Paul Gascoigne cried on the pitch. That was like, a, if he can cry because he's a hard, tough man, yeah. then it's okay for the rest of us. So that, that was a liberating moment for man, if you, yeah. if you like. I, I know we're mostly talking about women's issues here. Women's issues. I might edit that bit out because that sounds <laughs> terrible. <laughs> now being beaten with a stick, I'll put the sound effects in afterwards. I'm being hit we, by a stick and asked to leave the room. So may, thank you for. We may or may not edit that. We'll <laughs> we'll see how it sounds. <laughs> but thanks for sharing that, Rob, because it's also you know for for men and expressing their emotions because otherwise they get stuck in our body and then they hold on and that eventually translates as disease, which I speak from personal experience. So do you and Rob? You probably do as well. Yeah. So it's releasing those emotions those stuck emotions yeah absolutely absolutely whatever you keep in silence it transform into a symptom or into a disease it, it has to express energy has to circulate mm. i mean energy is designed to move and to circulate and to transform so it gets crystallized in our body and then eventually it develops in whatever thing so it's very beautiful and very important rob i think you can keep that on our podcast uh, <laughs> because on the planet, as humans, we all have mommy issues and emotion, emotional issues. I mean, and and we are we are not speaking about uh, female issues here. I mean, everyone has the feminine energy or the feminine essence, men as well. And it's very beautiful to restore this essence in men, you know, and so they can unlearn <laughs> so many things, you know. Yeah, absolutely. It's a very beautiful path mm. to walk together. Yeah. Yeah. So so I don't I don't know if I answered the question about, about anorexia, but I think to resume that what I I, I I realize, you know, in my own in my own experience, in my own life, first the issue with the mother and the issue with with the pleasure and what is really nurturing us. You know, because essentially well, because we have this physical body on planet Earth, this is a pleasure vehicle. And what we are here to do is to develop our pleasure body. See, not only the body of light, but the body of pleasure. And pleasure is feeling. Mm. So if I am cut off from my emotions, it's like, how on earth <laughs> I'm going to feel pleasure? And how do I discern what is nourishing, not only food, but conversations, friendships, work, material things that we have? Close. I mean, everything, right? So it was amazing to see how we are programmed and disassociated mind, body, emotions with our capacity to feel pleasure. And not only sexual pleasure, everything mm. on the planet is pleasurable. Everything. Yeah. A yeah. cat, nature, uh, 
everything, right? Stopping to smell the roses, right? See, 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 everything. The The rain, the the smell after the rain. I mean, come on. This Gaia is a pleasurable planet. Just a beautiful view in the countryside. The sunset. I went out and watched the full moon come up the other night and it it just just loaded me with energy. It's my medicine. Mm, Absolutely. So I think talking about medicine, I think this is something that you've got the cards, which are the Shakti medicine. And I remember when I met you, Carolina, and I did a course, I did some courses with you. So we did, we did that. And for the listeners, I don't think I've actually talked about this yet, but I had cancer, right? And I remember the course that we did where we were, you taught us how to touch our own body in a way that was very beautiful and not in a sexual way, the way that you were talking about it, but in a sensual way and being not only when you touch your arm and, you know, be the be the arm, but be the fingers that are touching it as well. And that that was huge. And then obviously for me, one big, big moment was when we took our tops off and we started to massage our breasts and my cancer was in, in the breast. And for me, I had never, ever caressed my breasts with love. And for me, that was, it's still, I can feel, I can feel that emotion building up in me. And it was a beautiful moment. And it was one of those transformational moments for me that was huge because there I was in front of a bunch of other women. We were in a very safe space and I was able to caress these breasts that are, are beautiful, you know, things that we put bras on, we cover them up, we, all of these kind of things, we have wires underneath and no wonder there's so much breast cancer around. And so to be able to, to touch my breasts in a loving way and putting on cream in a loving way in my body and that ritual that I've developed, thanks to you, putting the cream on in the evening, anything that I do with my body when I eat within it in a very loving, because that's how we nurture ourselves, right? And it's the medicine, it's our medicine. So for me, that was one of the things that my concept, I had to have a shift as far as my concept of medicine. And you can have a look at the dictionaries and what medicine is. It's not just a pill from a doctor. Medicine is like we've got the Shakti medicine. And I, I want to draw a card and I want to see what card we come up with because Carolina has created these beautiful cards that are Shakti medicine. And I use them a lot in my massages. I use them when I do forest bathings, all the different experiences that I do. And not once, we were talking about it earlier, not once did ever anybody say, yeah, this, this card doesn't resonate with me. So let's take a card for today and see what, what we pull out. What's the message for today? <laughs> Here it is. Nest. Nest. Beautiful. Which is the breast. Is the oh, left really? breast. Oh, my God. Yeah. Nest. <laughs> the card says, nourishing what is most important to you. Your relationship with your mother and with your children. Wow. Real or symbolic. Yeah. yeah? The, these cards work with the subconscious. So the subconscious or the biological subconscious doesn't differentiate what is real or what you are imagining. What What you feel is your children can be a project or a pet or you know something your mother as well you know can be a, your biological mother or anything else that in your life has your uh, the mother figure or the mother energy and what is that is something that is nourishing you or is something that is controlling you talking about nest you know it's it's this is something that shakti medicine and the shakti temples we come to experience as women 
to restore this uh, this essence, you know, of of nourishing, of caring, of um, guiding our own energy and emotions and and mind to a place of more substance because we live in a very superficial world and society, mm. you know, with very superficial values. And that is destroying our nervous system. It really destroys our heart as well because the heart starts to lose its vital force when we live by appearance. It really destroys us. That's why, I mean, actually Shakti medicine, the title of this deck, I received it in, in, in India when I was in a silent retreat. And in India, Shakti, the voice Shakti, evokes the feminine essence. You know, Shakti is the goddess, but the goddess that brings us to what are you feeling? You know, the substance of your being. Stop being so superficial. <laughs> stop it. Just stop it. Can you be honest with yourself and realize that this does, you don't care about this anymore or that you are not happy or that you are like exhausting yourself for no reason? Being in charge of all these things in your backpack of your life that what, why, why are you carrying all that in the first place? You know, yeah. how does it serve you? Mm. You know, Shakti is like a very primal force that is bringing us back to feel pleasure for God's sake. You know, yeah. say, you are my child. You are a child of God. You are here on planet Earth to enjoy, yeah. to play. But this is something that as we started the conversation, you need to experience your capacity of pleasure, your capacity of play your capacity to create, and especially with these cards, which is quite amazing, to experience your capacity to heal. That's why medicine, you know, it's like, because each one of us heals ourselves. No one heals no one. That's not what's happened, really, you know, because to really heal yourself, you need to have your own vital force available. You can go to a, many therapists, you know, I'm a therapist, so like, I'm maybe talking against myself, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's like, no, but this is very important for me to transmit with my private sessions and in all the work I do, you know, each one of us has to have the will to transform ourselves mm. and you will know that you are really healed, not because you go to the therapist, but because your life changes, yeah. your relationships transform, your level of abundance transform, you know, your, your, your creation transform. I think as a therapist or me as a coach, I think what, what it is is really the light that we have in within us can spark the light in, the, in our clients. And I think that's, you know, from, from a neuroscientific point of view, there's something that, that clicks in their head. Absolutely. There's a different yeah. neural connection see. because you suddenly see your situation like you as, as, you know, in your experience with anorexia. It's like, it's a different perception. It's like, no, we're not going to look at it as and label you, you know, look at other people who's, as soon as you go to a therapist, they'll put you in a label and then you'll start going on internet. You'll start looking and then you, the more you look at it, the more you identify you it. with it and you feed it. And it's, and that for me was, was I stopped going to the oncologist. Yeah. I'm taking that risk. 
mm-hmm. because I know that I go and to an annual on an annual basis. I get a full full blood check and all the cancer markers and everything like that. But I know that, and if there's anything that my doctor says, take these supplements, do this a little bit more. But my medicine is my yoga. It's not having stress, and when we're not stressed, we can create. But of course, we're living in a world where there's incredible stress. You know, it's not created so that we can be creating and finding creative solutions to the problems that we have. So you were talking earlier on about like the anorexia being uh, uh, like a suicide. I almost see that the world that we're in at the moment, the way that we're functioning, we're heading towards the six maths extinction, whether we like it or not. But it's like a collective suicide. That's one one way of looking at that. But I also see in Gaia that many of us are restoring this power of choosing what is my perspective. And that's why we, we always say, or I always say, you know, the path is of individual choices. We must shut down the distractions, whatever you are consuming, just focus on looking really honestly if your life trajectory and your creation now is harmonious, mm. if you feel good. Mm. That's what... That's what is, is, is expected mm. if there is someone expecting, which is the creation itself, you know, exactly. the divine itself saying, like, please, you know, wake up to your essence. Yeah. And it's finding that divinity within us, right? Absolutely. Is, is that what Gaia is? Gaia. Gaia is the ascended version of the earth. It's like her soul or her essence expression. Gaia. Mm-hmm. So explain a little bit, because you covered that in the course that we did, um, explain how our body is a reception of Mother Earth, of Gaia, and of, you know, looking at parents, you know, we're all traumatized by what our parents did, right? And when I realized that my mother is Earth and my father is Sky, as crazy as that sounds, but you become that child of that receptor. Can you explain a little bit more about that? Mm. Yeah, I can explain, but still it's an experience. Um, but I want to pick up what, what you said about the, the neuropathways before, because that's why this conversation can be very healing as well, because brains synchronize with what we are saying, with the voice, with the energy, with the intention that we place in this mm-hmm. conversation. So that's why if each one of us chooses to open up to, to the miracle of healing to happen, yeah, is by resonance. Yeah, so absolutely. I wanted to just, you know, acknowledge that, what you say, because it's very, very important to understand. And also who are therapists, you know, it's, it's that the, the role that we play, you know, and the impeccability and the neutrality that as a conduit we have to provide, you know, so we are impeccable with, or crystalline, as I say, you know, crystalline, crystal clear, you know, with no distortions, so people who are ready to receive whatever we are here to transmit, they can receive it if they choose so and use it, you know. And if it doesn't resonate, just drop it. Exactly. It's, you can cut fine, off now you know? and say goodbye. So, yeah, it's like, oh, well, I don't understand what you're yeah, saying. Yeah. Well, I look at it, I look at it from, from my perspective of water, you know. It's when, when waters are murky, when our waters, if we're 70% waters, when our waters are murky, which means that we're busy with all these distractions you were talking about in the, in the modern day world that we are. And so that's why this getting to stillness, because when the waters are still, when we can meditate or do something that allows us to enter into a state of stillness, of silence, where our vagus nerve 
is allowed to kick into restoration and rest, that place of just quiet silence and contemplation. And that's where we can start to feel our connection with Gaia, with mm. the earth and with the sun. Our body is physical body, but emotional and mental body as well are vehicles for the light, for consciousness to create more consciousness mm. and, and on, the, on the planet, right? But, I mean, to restore that connection, it has everything to do with first in the physical body posture. I mean, posture is an optimal posture. It's very important to restore that connection from the crown to the sun and from the coccyx, sacrum coccyx, and through the legs to the earth. And so the spine, you know, the, the health of the spine, the mobility of the spine is, is key. And it's interesting because I started to do postural body work or dance in Argentina when I was 11 years old. It wasn't tango, was it? <laughs> no, no, it was not tango. It was, it was a technique that was called, well, that is called La Perpendicularidad in Buenos Aires. And it was about... Perpendicular, something so, so it is about yeah. you being perpendicular to the earth with your spine, which at that time, you know, I was 11 and I was 1 meter 75 tall because I had already had my, my period, you know, my menstruation. So I developed very, very young as a child. And now, you know, going back to that red thread of my life, I was like, wow, I have this tool because I studied with this teacher for 15 years. Now I understand why she was so obsessed with being perpendicular. Because if we're not perpendicular, we, we cannot feel that connection and how our spine, when it's mobile and flexible and healthy, can be sustained by the two poles, that is the earth, the gravity, the unconditional love of Mother Earth, we call it gravity. Hmm. But it's that nourishing energy that doesn't let you fall apart. She is Shakti, that energy that supports every step you take here. And you have the sun, like pulling from the top of your head, you know, your spine, all the way straight. So you can walk straight with your head, straight, your own path. That has everything to do with posture and then with having the capacity to feel that connection. It's very loving energy when we are barefoot, for example, in Gaia, yes or no? It regulates your temperature, it regulates your mood. It boosts your well-being hormones, if you, <laughs> you, you know about, yes, you, you do forest bathing. So to connect with Gaia, we really need to be deep in our body because that connection comes through the legs and the legs represent the mother. <laughs> so we come back to the mother issue here. And also through the genitals. So that the genitals, especially for women, that the vagina is always facing down. You know, it's, your vagina is parallel to the earth. Right, So it really draw in that energy through the coccyx and the sacrum. If we cannot inhabit our sexuality and our lower centers, that energy that is your vital force is pushed down, is neglected or is postponed and is misused. You don't bring consciousness, you don't bring presence and awareness to that energy that is so powerful and, and actually is creating our realities. So that's why the world is distorted, you know, because 
it has been designed, the old matrix that we are leaving behind now, to cut ourselves from feeling and pleasure. But sexual energy has been used, you know, to distort our creations, yeah, because it comes from head to genitals. It doesn't work this way. It has to go through your heart and through your solar plexus to have consciousness. And then you can connect with Gaia and with all creations. So then you can feel and connect with the plants. You can feel and connect with the animals mm. and all the, all the realms in Gaia. So inhabiting our sexual power and energy is essential to connect with her and with all the life that she creates and everything that she has available for us. And then with the sun, the same, you know, opening up our superior centers, you know, our throat, our inner eye, you know, the pituitary gland and the pineal gland, this is our, our crown, um, silencing our mind so we can really feel, again, feel through our skin the embrace of the Father, which is the Son, which is the being on our galaxy that provides us with consciousness, with information. We are trained to believe that it produces cancer in our skin, you know, which is the most ridiculous thing. I mean, please. <laughs> it is pure consciousness. It's pure light codes. It's pure vital force energy, pure, without form. It only takes form when it arrives in Gaia. So the plants grow and everything that Gaia creates, it has form. But when it comes to the sun, it's pure light. Yeah. And with that light, you can create whatever you want from your essence. But we create from our mind. So it doesn't work. Because created only from the mind or from the masculine or only from a distorted sunlight, it is only the structure, but it doesn't have substance. From now on, please, let's recognize that we need both. We need the feminine and the masculine to create absolutely everything. And I'm talk not talking about men and women, which is nice, the collaboration in between men and women. But we really need to come to a point where each one of us as human beings inhabit our masculine, our capacity to think, to create mental structures, thought structures that are light-based and have the substance from the earth to bring a shape that has substance, that, that is sustainable with all creation. That is the path where we are going. So I will invite everyone, you know, to just feel into this possibility that Gaia is opening us for us because we don't need to worry about, you know, the fall of the matrix and all the crap that is happening and that is being dismantled in the world because it has always been like that and it's much worse than what we are seeing. You know, there is still a lot of things that need to come up. <laughs> but we don't need to worry because that will fall apart anyway because it's not sustainable. So we really need to start feeling into the new way, you know, what is in our hearts, what is possible for us, what we have always dreamed about, you know, what's, what is the life that... What is the best life I could live? Can you ask yourself that question and sit with the, oh my God, I don't know. 
but okay, let's dream about it, you know, for a second. And also sort of thinking about that and dreaming or dreaming that without having the dialogue of thinking, what is my mother going to think about this? What is my sister? That's what the is judgment. My, That's what the divine is my neutrality husband I think said about before. This? What happens if I, you know, exactly. I feel that the, the life that I used to live and then there's 2020, which I always say it's ACDC. It's like before Christ and after Christ. Now it's before Corona and after Corona, you know, and we talk about the, what crown are we wearing, really? Exactly. So yeah. it's coming and, and the transformation that has happened in my life in this time, and I know because it's ev- so many people and that's why I've started this up is to to have these open discussions about this. And it's I'm at the point now where it's like, okay, I can be anybody. Who do I want to be? Because I don't really care about what others are going to think. Yeah, maybe I've gone woo-woo. Maybe I've gone hippie. Maybe I've gone crazy. I don't care mm-hmm. because I have a profound understanding of I need to allow myself to express authentically from my heart. And that for me is the definition of success. A successful life is not how much, how big your house can be, how many cars, fancy cars you can drive that's going to contaminate the world and everything like that. It's how you can live from your heart and express. That's that's a rebirth of that child, crystalline child that that you mentioned before. You know, that's why connecting with Gaia and with the sun, recognizing who, you know, our stellar uh, origin and really, re- really recognizing and knowing, you know, that our biological mother, father are portals. They are portals for our soul to incarnate here and nothing else. And that's fine. And our biology is designed to receive that information. Absolutely. We have the information of the two words, our transgenerations, you know, and the solar and the Gaia, you know, the stellar information both that's why our body is a library a living library i'm going to ring my mum up after this and tell her that she's a portal exactly (laughs) (laughs) so tell us carolina we have the cards that are the shakti medicine tell us about the cards that you're working on now yeah this autumn we will have for us available shiba medicine which is a system to restore the divine masculine that accompanies Shakti because there is no Shiva without a Shakti or the other way around. And I just say, you know, within each one of us. And it's very interesting because, first of all, the Shiva medicine was much difficult for me to to bring down because it made me look very deep into my own masculine. You know, it's like, wow, all the things, you know, all the nuances that that we can have, you know, as women with our inner masculine you know it was really really a year something project so it's very interesting because shiva comes as a restoration for the strength of the masculine heart and it's so beautiful you know to see how we can really with our own will unlearn all the things that are not true of about who we are it's, it's just unbelievable how many things we have learned about our sexuality, about our power, about what we are capable of conquering within ourselves. What are we capable of creating? It's just so beautiful. It's just a, such a beautiful path. And I'm really happy to be able to have this published, this work published, so everyone can have access to you know their own self-healing or self-transformation 
power, you know, and um, unlearning. I think for me, it's unlearning the things that we are not, you know. Because, yes, in the spiritual path or the therapeutic path, there is a tendency that I observe, you know, to, at least in the Spanish world, I guess in the English, for the English audience would be similar, but there is a tendency of studying new methods and getting trained or certified or, you know, and, and studying, studying and studying. And, hey, hello, it's not that. You are not going to reach your essence, your own wisdom, your own light codes, your own... Yeah, your own creation, if you are, you know, still, if we are still reading books and studying what other humans are transmitting, you know, that's why the cards is not something that I created this method, you know, it's like I am the creator of Shiva. It's that it comes through me, you know, and it's just, it's, it's for you to resonate with yourself, you not know, to learn my method. And you work with the cards and you know, you have been in my courses, I'm very... I would say flexible or open on, and, and, and I love to guide and to see how other therapists or other disciplines blend the cards with their own wisdom, with their own path, you know, because that is, you know, it's just for you, Tanya, to bring a new level of whatever you are sharing, you know, not that you need to do whatever I do you know, or what the cards say, you know, and the cards are both Shakti and Shiva, based on alchemy, on the principles of the new earth medicine, which are five biological laws that essentially say that our biology is designed to heal itself, to self-regulate, while the traditional medicine is telling us the contrary, that we are not capable of what and what we need are substances and procedures that are very invasive. Right, And so the five biological laws of the New Earth medicine or New German medicine, for those who want to look at it, that are, had been defined by Dr. Hammer from Germany, restore in us the understanding of how our own biology works, what we are capable of doing with our bodies, all of them. Yeah. You're bringing in Dr. Hammer. That's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's a whole nother thing. Yeah. And, you know, what I love about what you were saying is that, you know, having courage and I love the etymology, which is, you know, the origin of the words and courage is cœur from French. Right. And that means heart. Mm. So having courage is really connecting with your heart and not with your head because your heart doesn't make a mistake. It's not programmed. It's connected to Gaia, connected to the sky, connected to all of the elements, and that can be your barometer. And I just wanted to mention something that, that one of the reasons why I stopped going to the oncologist was because you go there and then all they want to do is find the cancer. And then they wanted to give me some medication. And I said, yeah, I'm, I, I'd rather, I don't even take an aspirin when my head hurts, which is seldom, but I I would lie down or meditate or use my gongs or whatever, my medicine, go out into nature, go for a walk or whatever. And when I realized that it was going to be a tunnel that I was going to go down, you know, once you start there, then the machinery, then the thing, and it's all fear-based. Mm -hmm. You know, you get in there and it's like, oh, are they going to find it? Are they? And I just, I said, I'm not submitting my body to that. I'm See, not it's a mind, mind game, you know. It's it's a you are naked game. with a very cold machine. Everything is metallic. You feel like so vulnerable while... 
while the real medicine is the contrary, is shakti, yeah. is embracing, yeah. is warm. Absolutely. You know, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I said to the doctor, he said, yeah, but take this medication. And it's like, look, my medicine is, because I don't resonate with that. Besides, one of the side effects was cancer, ut- uterus cancer or something yeah. like that. It's like, well, I'm not going to put a body in, anything into my body that is that could have that side effect. Or they call it a side effect, don't they? Exactly. It's more like a direct effect of that medication, right? So I said, look, I take care of my health. I eat well. I exercise. I go out into nature. I I treat myself well. I think positive thoughts. I love myself. And I'm not connected to being a cancer patient. That was an experience that I've experienced and I've lived. And it was to help me on a journey of total transformation. So when we take our illnesses or whatever it is that happens to us which is more a dis-ease which you're not at ease mm-hmm. when you're stressed and you take that away and I just don't do stress anymore it's just oh, I'm not going to do that I, I, I might have a tantrum during a couple of minutes or a couple of hours or maybe a day max mm-hmm. but I will not go to sleep yeah. you know in a bad place because I know that I want to have a good night's sleep and I find a way of looking at it, the perception, having a perception of how it is, how can I look at this? And then what I'm experiencing and what I'm realizing is that when you are walking on this path of connection with Gaia, connection with, with, with Shakti and Shiva and all of these elements that you're talking about, which is so beautiful and I love the way you express it, it's just gorgeous, that you realize that there's that space for magic to happen Mm. in the world. And as I'm saying this, I feel my whole body is just shivering. There's a energy coming through my body. I think we're all feeling it at the moment, right? It's that, it's that energy and that space where that there's that magic. It's like, you know, when, and everybody can experience this. You think about somebody, they might, you might bump into them on the street and it's like, Oh, what a coincidence. And we've been taught to think that's a coincidence. No, I've been thinking about that person. There's this network of the plasma of what exists between the material world that is really fascinating. So when we move away from materialism, this materialistic way of existing and connect to the energy, because I see the world, we see the world as energy, energy. right? Yeah. Because it is, it's all vibration. It's all full of life. Full of Everything. life. Yeah. And so when we connect with that, our vision and our ability to see the world and to see the beauty in it, and that responds, it's a reciprocal absolutely. relationship. Absolutely, life shapes you back what you put yes. out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's why I was saying before that we are in a beautiful moment, pivotal moment. Or pivotal moment. Pivotal. Pivotal, sorry. yeah. Sorry about it's my okay. English. It's okay. It's gorgeous. Me. Your accent is gorgeous. <laughs> uh, where I think I think we have the responsibility to choose how we look at life. You know, we are right now we are responsible of choosing if I want to keep my old glasses on or I will, you know, open myself up to my own magic because come on, you know, being incarnated on earth, the whole process is just magical. Yeah. Yeah, it's not magic. It's not only outside of ourselves. We are magic. If you start, you know, looking at how your body works and the intelligence that moves yeah. your breath, and you know, bring your heart and uh, into you know its own function and everything, you know, every system. So it's, it's really is a miracle. I think as an as an as an example is you know people can. If you're listening and you've come this far and stayed with us, maybe sitting on a park bench somewhere and just do the experiment of 
sitting there and looking at things and judging and saying, oh, that's a blue flower, oh, that's a big building, that's a this, that's a that, and stop that mind talk and just sit and connect with your breath, which is basically the basis of our existence. And when you just connect with the breath, which your lungs and your heart are together, so you breathe from your heart. One of the practices that I do is called Aichi, which is I is love in Japanese. So you're doing all the movements as you're breathing in, you're connecting with your heart. So just stopping and in any moment, even if it's just a little moment in your day, once a day, wherever you are, just stop, take a moment and take in with presence of that moment that we're experiencing yeah. and see how that can change, how it can change your experience of how you're experiencing. So go into your head and then there's a beautiful Heart Math Institute that talks about the brain, heart-brain coherence so that when we have the coherence between what our mind is in our head and with our heart and when they become friends, then we can move much easier and that's when we can tap into the magic of, of this beautiful life that we have. Yeah, absolutely. You mentioned two key words there, presence and coherence. Mm. These are keys for this moment. So if we can, you know, choose to be present, that's the only practice that we need. You know, we can do, again, I will say it again because <laughs> I, th- I, I feel it's necessary to repeat this. So um, we can take many courses and methods that, you know, teach you processes and stuff, but it's very simple is to be present and every single moment in our daily life, sh- taking a shower, cooking, changing the, uh, the diapers of your kid or making love, whatever, you can just breathe and observe how you feel and choose, you know, how do you want to, to, to feel? You know, when you open your fridge to cook just or to go to the supermarket what does my body feel like when I eat this or eat that? You know, start, start recognizing how we feel. And that is presence. That's, that's, it's very simple. And it's so simple that it's so difficult. Mm. <laughs> because nature tends towards simplicity. Absolutely. Uh, Sissy? Yeah. So if you had a billboard, what would it say? Amor. Ah, I love it. Amor, 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 which is love, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's everything, isn't it? It is everything. And one of the things, can we get into this? Because I remember when we did the course and you were practicing celibacy. And I remember thinking, oh my God, how could you live without sex? (laughs) 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 And I was like, how does she do it? And I was fascinated. That was another thing that really sort of like shocked my, shook my world really. It's like, (laughs) how could she live for a year and a half without sex? It's like, how does she do that? And I'm practicing celibacy at the moment, and it is fascinating mm-hmm. because it's really connecting with my own energy and not I've, – I've had a situation where I've looked for love outside of me, and there we go again going, what is it trying to find outside of ourselves? Mm-hmm. You know, doing all these courses and following this teacher and – how can I find love? And everything that I've done was fun- in function of receiving acceptance, love, and all of that. And, and, and now that I'm in this journey of practicing, you know, sexual celibacy is realizing and cultivating the love and the acceptance within myself. Mm. See, see, see. Congratulations. 
<laughs> I was thinking the other day, oh, if I could go back to Salivacy, I think I would. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we, we don't let Alvaro hear no. this one. <laughs> Alvaro is her prison partner, lucky man. He's such a lucky but, man. But he asked me, you know, it's like, I told him, you know, it's like, but what would you do then, you know? The same question. It's like, yeah. how would you do it? It's like, the same as I, you know, I did when, before I met you, yeah. you know? It's yeah. just being with ourselves, especially ma- mastering, you know, it's like, our sexual power, you know, and what does that mean? And I mean, it's the it's the most powerful energy on the planet Earth. So everything that is constructed behind, you know, what is the real motivation of you know your sexual energy or your sexual encounters or and, uh, actually your all your creation, yeah, because your abundance, your health, everything depends on how you live your sexuality, right? Uh, it, it 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 is the most transformational practice that we can ever get into. I've become, really, so, I've become so creative. I just, it's, it's, it's an explosion mm-hmm. of creativity, yeah. of thought, of action, of doing things. And it's just, there's this energy that I was wasting, so badly wasted. Like, is he going to phone? Is he going to say what is, in, you know, in a really destructive relationship. But anyway, you know, one of those relationships, when is he going to, uh, looking at checking your phone and all of that, that energy mm-hmm. of, that you're putting into a, into a relationship that obviously is not one of those, I hope one day to have that divine connection with somebody and, you know, being able to, to evolve in that, in that aspect. But at the moment, it's that energy that I have to do what I want to do because I'm not wasting it. You know, it's an energy bank. What, what are you, where are you putting your energy? Where mm-hmm. are you putting your focus in your life? Right. See, 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 and everything that we put in the hands of other people, I mean, if we are still talking about pleasure, but everything else, you know, acceptance, recognition, we lose our power, you know, we mm-hmm. lose um, our sovereign, you know, uh, being. And it's, it's very beautiful practice, very beautiful path. What is the best compliment anybody's ever given you, Carolina? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> love your necklace by the way oh thank you (laughs) yeah thank you this is a very beautiful mala done for me actually uh, after a meditation i did with a creator designer Uh, the best compliment i don't know i think i'm not very good at taking compliments you know we struggle with that isn't it yeah absolutely yeah but i think um i think alvaro always say that i have a very beautiful smile i think that's uh that's very sweet. Hmm. And finding that sweet spot, isn't it, in mm. life mm-hmm. of when Alvaro says to you, you've got a beautiful smile and accepting that compliment from your heart. Mm. It's a very beautiful thing to do. And do- sometimes, sorry, Rob, no, that's okay. So sometimes what we do is when somebody gives us a compliment, oh, no, 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 a compliment. I mean, no, no, oh, no, Oh, well, that's no, the no. worst it's thing like, we yeah. can do. Yeah, it's rejecting that mm-hmm. where somebody else is seeing you, your light, really. Mm-hmm. And it's recognizing that. And it's that, that word in, in, in Sanskrit, which is namaste. I see the light in you, right? Mm. That's why... I, that tradition I think you know it's one of the things that I believe that we lack a lot of ritual in our life and I think having that it's a small ritual of when somebody gives you a compliment to say thank you smile and receive that compliment 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think for me, life is a ritual and gratitude is one of the most important energies that we need to learn to live with. And, and live by, actually. Live by, exactly. Mm-hmm. And integrate. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 One of the funny stories that I, I, I love to share. I don't know, how are we doing with time? I know that we're... Oh, way over, but carry on. <laughs> what did you want to say before, Rob? Oh, I know. <coughs> <laughs> the moments passed, but I was going to say, to be fair, Alvaro, Alvaro's got a, got a hidden agenda, hasn't he? Because he doesn't want you to go back to celibacy. So it's, <laughs> it's not surprising that he's pretty good on the compliments. <laughs> I love that. That's beautiful. <laughs> to, to be honest, all the things that you're saying, you've moved so far away from the shame, the guilt, and the fear that you talked about as being the sort of where you started in a way. Where I started, yeah, absolutely. See, 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 see. Mm, see, as a kid, as an adolescent, I, I, it was very difficult for me to function on this society. You know, I, I'm very intuitive, massively intuitive and perceptive. Uh, it has been always very, very difficult for me to, to move through, you know, life stages and, and trying to fit in. So I was kind of like ashamed of being different, of feeling from another planet, questioning things like for everyone was normal. I mean, since I was zero years old, you know. Uh, so, of course, I grew up thinking that I was the problem. <laughs> hmm. How many I, of us? Raise your hand. <laughs> yeah, and for the adolescents today, you know, I see my daughter who's 18 and, you know, the social media and the, the canons that they're expected to to follow, right? And hmm. they don't, nobody's telling them to look within. <laughs> well, we we, we yeah. I mean, parents, you know, yeah. have to. I mean, we really need to close the distractions mm. at any age. I don't care. Mm. You know, when I see people giving a tablet to a five, six years old, I mean, in a restaurant, so keep quiet. It's like, what are we telling them? You know, mm. what does it mean? Keep the quiet. Message. Come on. Mm. If we are here to express ourselves, you know, it's just very, very distorted it's 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 going to fall apart and mm-hmm. i'm very happy about it you know because i just see the other side you know what we are capable of creating and how we are able to you know educate our children and grow our food and everything that is happening in gaia is very beautiful but it can be very ugly for those who haven't looked within themselves and this is the call now mm. this is the call now it's just go within because you will need a very strong heart, a very sharp mind to go through, you know, the changes. It's coming. I mean, it's already happening. I think 2020 was definitely the turning point there, right? I think, I mean, it was, I mean, the turning point ca- keeps coming, but 2020, I, I understand it as now we have to choose. Now it's happening on the plane that is physical, so we can actually feel, I mean, we can actually live in our physical environment, you know, lockdown. You just need to look at ourselves, yourself. There is nowhere to go. Look at what you have created. Look at your wife. Are you happy? Look at your children. Are you happy? That was the question. You know, that was, I mean, this is a divine creation. Everything is divine, whatever you like it or not. I mean, divine doesn't care about your opinion, right? <laughs> it is what it is, you know. It's, it is for us to wake up and choose. 
because you are not awake if you have information you really need to choose where you're going to position yourself and it's that is to be awake and sovereign it's the kind of information that we're feeding ourselves as well. It's like, mm-hmm. what kind of information are Absolutely. you listening to a podcast like us where we're having this beautiful open dialogue about energy and Shakti and Shiva and the balance and everything like that? Or and are celibacy. You, and celibacy. <laughs> or are you watching mainstream media that is just programming your mind to connect with whatever reality? they want to connect? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And which is where you put your vital force is the same. Yeah. It's where is your focus? Where is your sexual, creative, mm. vital energy going? To the old or to the new? Mm. And that's a choice. You choose. Talking of media, where can we find out more about you and the things that you do? So my website is called crystallinegaia.com. It's in Spanish. My... Um, Instagram and YouTube are Samiel Carolina, which are mainly in Spanish as well. But you can always write me and, you know, I speak English and I do my courses and sessions in English as well. Mm. And I'm delighted to be here. Thank you. Beautiful. One last question. What question would you have liked me to have asked you that I didn't? was perfect I don't do expectations anymore which was a big thing yeah 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 yeah, yeah. (laughs) like really huge bigger than celibacy (laughs) (laughs) and that's big that's big already (laughs) so we've talked we've talked for an hour and 15 minutes and my takeaway from this is celibacy It might be. I think yeah. it's, it's, it, it really is a very important alchemical process. Really, really. So, Carolina, thank you so much for being here with us. It's a long, beautiful conversation with you. I wish you a lot of luck with your new journey because you are going to the countryside and you are leaving your old life and getting rid of all your clothes to go and live in a yurt in the countryside. I wish you much, much success and um, thank you for the, from the bottom of my heart and for this beautiful time to spe- spending together and good luck with the Shiva cards as well. Thank you, Tanya. Thank you so much. And uh, I'm always available yeah. for whatever is needed to be transmitted. So thank you for having me and many blessings to everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking time in your precious day to join us. If you would like to receive some personal coaching with me or more about my personalized one-to-one retreats in Andalusia, please contact me. My details are in the show notes. And if you're interested or know anyone interested to train as a holistic wellness coach, you can find the link to the IAWP to receive your student starter kit. It's an affiliate link. Our next podcast is with Petra Lindos. And we discuss the path of yoga, how to practice yoga on the mat as well as off it.